your relationship with yourself and money, how is that impacting the way that you trust your spouse with it? You're not giving the relationship 100% of the energy, and it's it's always going to be in the back of your mind. Inability to feel like I could trust other people to care for me, keeping me fully in my hyper-independence, burning me out. Are you a six-figure household, but you're struggling to build wealth? Money isn't a problem, yet you don't have a financial strategy. You and your spouse just can't seem to get aligned, and it's holding you back. Welcome to Rad Money the finance podcast for millennial married couples. We're Rebecca and Dylan. And our goal with this podcast is to help you stop arguing about money so you can start building real wealth. Because the world needs more good, wealthy people. Welcome to this week's episode of the Rad Money Podcast. Today, we're gonna be talking about trust in money. And this one's really important to your relationship. Trust and money go hand in hand. So we got a question for you today. Do you trust your spouse with money? Do they trust you with money? And you might be thinking to yourself, yeah, I totally trust my spouse with money. That's an obvious question, but there's really a lot of sneaky ways that we act differently. We act as if we don't trust our spouse with money. It's a big question. It's a very spicy, scary question. It's critical for your success when it comes to managing money in your marriage, in a relationship, and working together. You have to have a solid bedrock of trust. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. And before we get into today's episode, we want to remind you that if you find this topic extremely interesting, if you want to continue to build more trust in your relationship when it comes to money with your spouse, then we have our Financial Foundations Trust Building Workshop. It's a live, free, virtual event that's next week, September 26th that we want to formally invite you to. If you haven't thought about it, you should think about it because not only is it gonna help you build trust, not only is it free, we wanna give you even more reasons to show up. We're gonna be giving away gifts to everybody who shows up to this event. Not only are you going to learn so much about how to build trust in your relationship, specifically around managing money, but if you attend it live, you will actually walk away with a free gift as well as a chance to win some of our door prizes, our giveaways, and even a scholarship to our 12-week financial coaching program, The Abundant Marriage. So you don't want to miss it. We will provide a replay for those who register and can't attend live, but we want you to be there live. We want to meet you. We want to see you there. There will be a live Q&A as well. You'll get to ask us your questions and get a direct response from the two of us. So many reasons for you not to miss it. So mark your calendar. Make sure you tell your spouse that you're coming but register for the event. Seats are limited, so you need to snag your spot stat. So check out the link in the show notes so that you can register and lock in your seat for this special event. All right, so with that, let's dive into today's topic about trusting our spouse with money. And most importantly, do you trust your spouse with money? This is so critical. It seems really scary though. I mean, we're literally asking you if you trust your spouse with money. That it's like the audacity. (laughs) Well, it could be opening up a giant can of worms. It it really could. But really, our purpose here is to help you understand that some of your issues that you might be having in your marriage when it comes to money management and making decisions together, they might be rooted in an issue with trust, some sort of issue with trust. So we're going to really dive into what some of those might be today. And a lot of them are super sneaky. It's not like a glaring problem. It's like these small ways that we realize, yeah, I am holding back. I don't fully trust. And so if your knee-jerk reaction here is, of course I trust my spouse with money, 
we want you to pause for a second and really think about this because maybe you're just saying that because you're in a relationship and you and you think like, that's what I should do is trust my spouse with money. But deep down, maybe you don't actually trust them 100%. So how do we go from a B to an A plus with our trust in our spouse? If your immediate response is, of course, I trust my my partner. Of, of course, I trust my spouse with money. Take pause and dig a little bit deeper into that And think about why you're actually saying that, why that's your immediate response. Is it that you truly, truly do? We're not saying that's not possible. I completely trust Dylan. I completely trust you with our money, Dylan. Just if you stop and pause and say, okay, but do I really? Because a lot of times that immediate response is rooted in what we just think is the right answer. So we think the right answer is, yes, I trust my spouse because we know that how important it is to our relationship. But are your actions even lining up with that? Do your spouse's actions line up with that in terms of how you're managing money together? Are there still walls that are up? Are there still ways that you are keeping things separate or there are these sneaky ways that a lack of trust is keeping you from fully having that interdependent relationship specifically when it comes to your money? And then in addition to we think that that's the quote unquote right answer to trust our spouse is also a bit of confirmation bias. I chose my spouse. I married this person. And so for me to do that, if I admit that I don't trust my partner on a level, we might feel that if we admit to ourselves that we don't fully, fully trust them, that we made a mistake. And that's a big pill to swallow. Like you're saying, could be a big can of worms, right? Yep. (laughs) But, you know, and we're not trying to just create mayhem here. We're trying to say, okay, but If there is that lack of trust, it just means that there's an opportunity to improve. And so if if your immediate response is, of course, I trust my partner, just stop, continue to listen to this episode. And we really want you to have an open mind here with the lens of, can we be better? Our goal here with this episode is to expose these low-key sneaky things that show up in our relationship so that you can address them, attack them, so to speak, and eliminate them from your relationship so then you have more trust, and more confidence in your spouse and how they manage money. Exactly. Our goal here is not to tear you down. Our goal here is to build you up. Yeah, we're going from good to great here in this podcast. We're not going from bad to okay. Yeah. Good to great every episode. Yeah. And again, this is all looping back to and connected to this live event that we're hosting in in just a week is we are talking about trust today on the podcast because we are leading up to this building trust workshop, we want to help you if you listen to this episode and you're like, wow, yeah, we have room for improvement. Come to the workshop because we're literally going to help you improve it. So I think that we should start with trust and think of it as not necessarily black and white, that it's either I trust my spouse or don't trust my spouse. There's like a continuum or degree of trust in which we trust our spouse or anybody in our lives. Exactly. This is not an all or nothing sort of situation here. You can trust your partner to a degree and you can trust them more or less in different areas of life. Yeah, it's like compartmentalized trust. Like they're really good at this specific thing. You know, there's certain areas in people's lives where they're really great at something and other things they're not as good at. So we might not trust them as much. Yeah, I think there's just a difference between trusting your spouse to pick up the kids on time or to show up for a certain event and be there when they say they're going to be there versus are they going to stick to the budget? Are they going to 
follow through on the things that you talked about when it comes to managing the money. You can absolutely trust your partner with some things more than others. There are lots of reasons for that, which we'll get into into in the workshop more than here. But it's really important to understand that like there's degrees of trust and there's also these different buckets where maybe we have more trust with our spouse than others. And a lot of that has to do with your lived experience with that person could have to do with lived experiences with other people. It could have to do with a whole lot of things. And that's, that's really what we're going to get into today is why that may be. But if you're saying, okay, yeah, I might not tr- totally trust my partner when it comes to money, just know that like we always say, that's normal to have these hesitancies. And it's normal for you not to totally trust your partner in all things if you haven't intentionally worked on those things together either. I think that's a really important thing for people to realize is if you haven't gotten really good at talking about money, why would you trust your spouse with money if you haven't built that trust, if you haven't built that line of communication, if you haven't come to full understandings, if you're still struggling to like get in alignment? Of course you don't trust your partner with money. Yeah, because trust actually takes work. It's not as if you don't just meet someone randomly on the street and trust them. It takes time to build trust. So the conversations about finances, your decisions behind what you're doing with the money, all these little things start to build up the trust in your life or the trust in your relationship with your spouse. And so you need to see this over time. Trust is built over time. And so, yeah, without the practice, without the repetition, without doing this over and over again, then trust is hard to actually achieve. Yeah. And again, this is going to make so much more sense if you come to the workshop of what are the things that we really subconsciously or even consciously do to build trust, whether it is picking up the kids or managing the money, but then even also taking a step back and like we love to do, throwing up that mirror and saying, do you trust yourself with money? And how is your relationship with yourself and money? How is that impacting the way that you trust your spouse with it? Are you just making assumptions that maybe if you tell yourself you're bad with money, then you're also making assumptions that they're just as bad at it as you are, or maybe even worse. Projection is such a bad thing. People end up seeing themselves and the other person when really you have to remember that we're two totally different people with two different sets of experiences and that there's likelihood that they're not thinking what you're thinking and you got to go in and start asking the questions to figure out what's going on in their own head. Yeah, it's not a matter of either you do or you don't. There are levels to this and you can absolutely improve it. But let's talk about kind of what it looks like in your relationship when you don't trust your spouse with money. We found that there's four major reasons why you may not trust your spouse with money or your spouse doesn't trust you with money. Yeah. And and so we want to highlight these four primary reasons and give you some examples under each one so you can really see how they might be impacting your trust with your spouse and money. How it might be manifesting for you. Yeah. Yeah. So the first one is when it comes to trusting your spouse with money, one thing that can really be getting in the way is that you believe that you and your spouse don't value the same things. Yeah. And so this can lead to a lot of tension in the relationship just in general because we're struggling to just agree on what to do with the money. We have different priorities and goals overall. And so it's just hard to even come to any sort of agreement because I don't trust that you're doing it the way that I it would be best for us. This could show up in a lot of ways, but one of the most 
prominent ways that we see it when we're working with couples is the, the, the lack of agreement when it comes to priorities and goals. Should we pay off this debt right now or should we start saving? We can't agree on anything and the other person feels like they're right. You feel like you're right. And so power struggle, power struggle is so real right now. And it really comes down to what I feel is very important. And why don't you understand me? And that's what you're feeling at that particular moment. Absolutely. And so it's like, man, I really wish that you would see why this is so important to me, but you can't get through to the other person. Or it's the other way around. The other person can't get through to you. And so there's a lack of understanding why it's so important to the other person in coming to that agreement. Yeah, getting on the same page when it comes to what your values really are is such a game changer for your relationship and such a game changer in deciding what the priorities really are for where you're going to put your money. How are you going to spend the money? In an upcoming episode, we're going to be talking about what does it really mean to align your money with your values? Well, it's doubly critical when you're in a relationship to align your money with your values as a couple. Yes. And But what are your values as a couple? What are your values as an individual? You have to know all of those answers to be able to actually know what financial decisions will actually be in alignment, right? But it can really create a lot of friction in the relationship. It definitely breaks down trust. If like Dylan's saying, you feel as though you're just not understood. You feel as though the things that you value are not the same as what your spouse values and you guys are just speaking a different language. Right. It's like, man, this is really important to me. Why don't you understand that? Yeah. I mean, really in a nutshell. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The second thing is feeling as though your spouse is just bad with money. So this is a big reason why you might feel like it's hard to trust your spouse with money. You genuinely just don't think they're good at it. Like we said, these are kind of subtle, sneaky ways that it shows up. So you're not full on saying, oh, Rebecca, you're bad with money. It's more of your actions like, hey, I got this. I'll take care of all the decision making. I'll take care of the budget. I'll make all the investment decisions because really you're afraid of what they might do with the money if they had their hands on it. It also really shows up in things like nickeling and diming. So by you giving your spouse a quote unquote allowance, you're trying to help them reel in their spending and things like that. Those are all ways that you're kind of saying, yeah, I don't trust you to make wise financial decisions. So I'm going to maintain control of it. I'm going to have the reins here. And for whatever reason, it could be because that person actually hasn't been the best with money in the past. Or you have just your own security issues, which we'll get into later. But it is, whether conscious or subconscious, whether said verbally or just kind of coming through in these subtle actions, um, feeling as though your spouse is bad with money and that you know more than they do is actually relatively common. And there's research supporting this statement that the majority of people think that they know better than their spouse. And so you could be in the same relationship and you could... Both of you could think that you know better than the other person. Absolutely. And that's why you argue all the time. Right. I'm right. No, I'm right. I mean, and then there we go. So you just, then we can hit on both of those, the first one and the second reason, because it's a power struggle and you both think you know better than the other person. And it's, it's laughable to us because we've been there and like, you know, you catch yourselves in these conversations like, hey, this is just my ego telling me that I'm right and I'm not. And I'm really, I just want to be stubborn here. It's not really based on facts. I just want to get my way. Oh, we talked or, about that in the last episode you know, too. Like all these little things that it's just like we're human and trust is hard. And so if you find it challenging, again, you're normal. 
it's okay. But that's why it takes a really conscious effort to build it. Yes, yes. Okay, so the third thing that really makes it challenging to trust your spouse with money is you just don't know what's going to happen. You really don't. You can't predict the future. And the divorce rate is 50% in in this country. And we know that money is a huge reason of why that is. But you don't know if you're really going to be together forever. And so you keep your walls up. And just that statistic alone keeps people trying to play that self-preservation game where they're not leaning fully into their relationship. They're keeping their walls up. And that means that you are not trusting your spouse. Yeah. I mean, in a way that automatically puts a wedge in the relationship because you're already wondering what will happen if it doesn't work out. And you got this money just in case. But by doing that, also creates this space where you, you're you not fully committing. You're not giving the relationship 100% of the energy. And it's, it's always going to be in the back of your mind. So if you just delete that thought of what's going to happen and then take that energy and then put it into the relationship, that wedge is gone. So instead, you're focusing on trying to put everything into the relationship than having a foot out of the door already. It's just a lot of fear. What this is, is you're scared. And rightfully so. Yeah. Because it is scary. Being in, um, being married, getting married, being in a relationship and saying like, yep, I'm going all in, it's scary. It's not for the faint of heart. If you want the easy route, don't get married. Right. It's not necessarily a cakewalk. There's just so much that you're doing when you tell yourself like, well, I don't know what could happen and this marriage could fail. And so if you're constantly taking actions that are still in the self-preservation, fear, et cetera. It, like you're saying, you have this foot out the door. Your mindset, your mind is so powerful. Your mind is just incredibly powerful. So all these thoughts that you have can really impact your lived reality. And so if you're constantly telling yourself, well, I don't know what could happen, et cetera, you're actually leaving space for the divorce, for the friction, for these negative things, as opposed to saying, no, I'll do whatever it takes to make sure that we don't have problems. You say, I want to figure out the money situation so that it's not a source of friction. All those sorts of things, you're going to set yourself up for success. That trust is going to actually, by putting those, pulling those walls down and being brave and stepping into it, you're actually decreasing the likelihood that you're going to get that divorce. Right. Well, so this reminds me of a, a story. My, my family moved a bunch of times and, and they were moving again to Ohio. And my uncle was talking to my younger brother and he was asking him what, how he felt about the move. And he was really negative about it. And he said, you know, if you step into this move, thinking about everything that's going to be wrong with it, you're only going to find the things that are wrong with the move. But if you instead look for all the positives, then you'll find the positive. So really, if you're focusing on what could happen that's going to be negative, then you're going to find the negative things. It's inevitable to find negative things because we always mess up. But if you're looking for the positive things, instead, you'll find more and more positive things in your relationship opposed to all the negative. Yeah. Yeah. So what does it look like when maybe you have this kind of blockage uh, (laughs) between you and your spouse and what's getting in the way of fully trusting your spouse with money? The most common thing is just having separate accounts, some of which are even hidden. But really, if you have separate accounts, I I really know this is going to be a hard pill to swallow, but if you have separate accounts, if you're really fighting that joint bank account move and fully integrating your finances together, 
there is something going on there with trust. There's or self-preservation, which is really both. That's it, those are the same thing. If you are married, having those joint accounts is such a great way to build trust, but and also to like to fully step into it. But that's what it can look like when you're having this concern about not knowing what's going to happen with the relationship. You really got that life preserver on. The next thing is having run money. So this can be really common and for a lot of reasons. Again, divorce rates are super high and financial abuse is a real thing. And, you know, there it can be really scary, especially if you are like a stay at home mom who's not earning her own income and feels as though, uh, you know, if things did go wrong, you'd really be up a creek. Uh, then I get the allure here. That's that can be very scary if you don't trust your partner. You know, so by having that run money, that is you saying, there's some reason here that I don't trust my partner. And now it really leads into this next last piece, which is that, is it really your partner or is it that you just struggle to trust others in general? You've got these societal narratives that have been pushed your way that men are not trustworthy or other people are not trustworthy. You know, the only people you can person you can rely on is yourself. That can really be a reason why it's so hard to trust your spouse and why you want to keep separate accounts, why you need that run money, why you need control in that relationship, why you need to be the person who manages the money exclusively is because you just struggle to trust others. That's the fourth thing is you just struggle to trust others, period. And the reason that you don't trust your spouse right now could have nothing to do with them at all. It could be because of a past experience or a past relationship with somebody else that's influencing your behavior today. Yeah, whether past romantic relationships or even like you're back in your childhood. We talk a lot about how your money story impacts how you're managing money today. And it absolutely can impact how well, how easy you find it to trust your spouse when it comes to money. If you experienced childhood trauma, if you felt like people were constantly letting you down, abandoning you, neglecting you. You might feel like if you let go of the control of the finances that your needs aren't going to be met because that's happened to you before in other ways, right? And it's your way of protecting yourself. There's so many things that could be getting in your way of trusting your spouse that have nothing to do with your spouse. It's just about the life that you've lived. So if you struggle to trust your spouse with money then it can be really helpful for you to look back at your past experiences throughout your entire life and say, well, what could this really be rooted in? And look for those opportunities to work through those things so that you can figure out what you, what you really need to trust your partner more. And I say this as someone who had these struggles without knowing it at all, but my inability to feel like I could trust other people to be there for me and care for me was what was keeping me fully in my masculine and in my hyper independence. And these things that were burning me out and hurting me was because I felt as though I was the only one who would ever provide for myself. And I had these walls up and I didn't even realize it. And it, it was only once I figured that out, once we really worked through that, was when I was able to reach another level of, of trusting. We never did the separate bank accounts or anything like that, but I felt like I had to just be on the other side of the equation. I had to be my own provider. 
I had to earn all of my own money. I had to have all I had to know that I could take care of myself. But working through that was incredible for our relationship. Yeah. But not easy. No, definitely not easy either. But so valuable is just understanding like if there are just trust issues in general, that working through those alone will create so much space in your relationship for actual positive trust. Yeah. And again, that had nothing to do with Dylan. It had nothing to do with you. It was all all of my experiences before you, but I brought it into the marriage. And I, I was just continuing to be on that track. And then only once I was able to realize, oh, I can fully rely on this person. This person's not going anywhere. And that just opened up this whole new door. So it's really important for you to realize that there are all these sneaky ways, all these things that can be happening in our relationship that are keeping us from uh, fully trusting our spouse with money. Some of them are conscious. Some of them are subconscious. Some of them are like, oh, wow, yeah, that, that's happening. Other ones will take a really long time to maybe unearth, to uncover. Like I'm saying, with how I was acting, would not have realized that that was me feeling like I couldn't trust anybody. It took a long time for me to figure that out. Yeah. And, uh, one way to think about this trust thing, too, is if you don't feel as though that you could totally trust your spouse with the money, just hand it all over to them and think that everything was going to be fine, then there's there's room to improve. We're not saying that you should rely on your spouse to do all your finances for you. You, you know that's not the case. But if you should have the confidence yes. in them, you, yes. should have the, you should have the trust in them that you could if you had to. And you would continue to have your needs met and be provided for, be cared for, that they would operate with your best interests at heart and those sorts of things. Not saying that you should do this prematurely, not saying that you should trust people who don't deserve your trust, not saying that just because someone's your spouse, that that means you should automatically trust them. Or if they say things like, oh, I've never given you a reason not to trust me, that is not okay. That's not how it works. So we're not saying that you should automatically just go and do this. And if you don't, you don't trust your partner. It is a thought experiment and just a question for you to ask yourself. And that answer is really important because once you accept that there is an opportunity to improve, to trust your partner more, for you to be more trustworthy, only after you, real you recognize that, yes, there's room to improve, can you actually ask yourself, okay, now how can I build more trust? How can I get to that point where I trust them and they trust me? And I, I could hypothetically, but I won't, hand over all my money. Mm -hmm. So if in listening to this episode, you've realized that, yes, there is room for you to improve, that you might trust your partner in some ways, but not fully. You want to trust them more. There's just that opportunity to go, like Dylan says, from good to great. Then the trust building workshop is for you. Again, it's only a week away. It's completely free. There's going to be gifts. There's going to be giveaways. You get live Q&A with the two of us. And we really are just going to be digging into the, what trust is really made up of. What are some steps that you can take to start to build more trust in your relationship? And just so much more. It's going to be a lot of fun, even though it seems like a big, heavy topic. We're going to make it as enjoyable as possible. We're all about making sure that we're bringing light to these things that are harder to talk about, but they're necessary. So we really want to see you there. Make sure that you hit the link in the show notes so that you grab your spot. Registration is completely free and it closes 24 hours before the event. 
So make sure that you get it in ASAP. We can't wait to see you there. And until next time, I'm Rebecca. And I'm Dylan. And, and we're, we're Rad, Rad Coaches. Coaches.